following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. This is episode number 405. 405 from the uh, from the home of Radioland right now, which is Studio A. I say right now because it. Uh, let me decide to like do it in the backyard. I you know, hell, I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. Just kind of do the thing, say the words, keep it going. Uh, you know, dance, little monkey, dance, dance, dance. Okay, there we go. Uh, right on. Uh, got a uh, got a got a fun one today, and it's fun because. Uh, what happened last night? Yeah, what happened last night? Today's Sunday. It is the uh, the twentieth day of the month of November of the year twenty twenty one, and I have to tell you a, a pretty amusing story about what what happened, and it, it's in regards to what we talked about, uh, what I what I what we promoted last week about about streaming television and how big of a mess that's become. We'll get to that in a little bit, but I, I wanted to take a, a moment to to tell you. <coughs> You know, like every other American, I get mail, right? Uh, the U.S. Postal Service delivers uh, letters. They deliver junk mail. They deliver packages. They deliver stuff. It's what they do. This is not about that at all. I wanted to tell you about uh, a uh, a piece of mail that I received this week. Um, dated the 22nd of November. I don't know what, day, what day of the week was that? That was uh, Monday week. The Monday before Thanksgiving, which, by the way, I hope your Thanksgiving was good. Uh, I, so I get this letter, and uh, it's made out to me, my government name. And uh, it says up at the top, it says they sent this to me. I'm going to talk about it openly, and clearly this is an open thing. Farrell versus Bank of America in a settlement with a P.O. Box address uh, out of Portland, Oregon. Now, now, look, before I go any further, I want to tell you, I used to be a customer of Bank of America. I'm not anymore. I, I, it's been years. It's been a long, long time. And I'd had, I'd had trouble with them, as a lot of people that I've spoken to over the years have said they've had trouble with them as well. They were, they were a pain in the ass to deal with. I'm not going to lie to you. They didn't do anything nefarious. They, well, okay, it depends on how you look at it. So at any rate, <laughs> so I get, this, uh, I get this letter in the mail that says, it's a check. I open it up. I was like, "Wow, wow, wow!" There's, there's, there's money. It's not drawn off of a Bank of America bank, which is kind of groovy. But uh, it says here, uh, "This check is issued pursuant to the terms of the class action settlement, Farrell versus Bank of America, in a case number blah blah blah." You are receiving this check because it was determined that you are a settlement class member entitled to a check award regarding your closed Bank of America account. I don't know what they did. I don't know. Maybe they reopened it, did something with it. Hell, I don't know. The enclosed check constitutes your pro rata share of the net cash settlement amount. The enclosed check is only valid for 120 days from the issue date. Please deposit promptly. If you have any questions about your award, oh, I got a few. Uh, I can contact the settlement administrator by mail at a PL box thing, of which will not happen. You know why I, I I won't I won't contact them. I won't ask any questions. I mean, hey, it's like you know, hey, Rick, oh, hey, look, dude, you got some money. Uh, yeah, I sure did. Uh, why why would I 
Why would I question this? I'll tell you why I question this. <clears throat> the uh, the check paid to the order of me for the amount of $1.82. Add to that the 48-cent postage, and uh, you're talking, what, 2 buck. 20 cents, something like that, I, whatever. Um, a settlement that I got paid $1.82 on a case that I, I did not know I was a part of, <laughs> I guess because I was a customer. Now, look, over the years that I had been a customer of that godforsaken bank, uh, the, 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 I've been charged fees for, I, I see, oh, Mr. Cheddar, I see you're wearing a blue shirt today. Well, that'll be a $2 charge. I mean, it was, that's what it felt like. It wasn't like that at all, clearly, but that's kind of what it felt like. And it was a pain in the ass. And, uh, long story short, I wound up saying, you know, F you, uh, give me, give me, give me what, what's in my account. And then I'm out of here. And then this, this is years later. This is a long time ago. This is like. I don't know, seven, eight years ago, something like that, when I closed that account. And finally, finally, justice has been served, <laughs> if you want to call it that, for the amount of $1.82. And now there's no telling how many other people are involved in this, millions apparently. Hell, I don't know. But $1.82 is apparently the price for me to it's a reminder of how those of us in this society allow ourselves so much to be put upon. You know, this is a corporate entity that doesn't, it never, they're one of billions of these corporations out there. They just don't care about you and I. And they're thinking they're doing you a favor by, oh, hey, you, 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 you were part of a settlement. Here's a $1 and 82 cent thing. What could I spend one dollar and eighty-two cents on? Because they have the old adage: "Don't, don't, don't blow it all in my place." One dollar eighty-two cent won't get me. Well, sure, shit won't get me a gallon of gas. Uh, it won't get me a gallon of milk either. You know, I think I can get a bottle of water for that. Uh, soda, maybe, maybe a soda. A candy bar? Yeah, I could probably get a candy bar. Dude, the Charleston Chew, the big 12-inch Charleston Chew, they're like a dollar at the, at, at the super low. <laughs> uh, I could probably get a bag of chips if I shopped it right. Dollar eighty-two for all of this. All of this consternation that I had gone through over the years with these people of me yelling and screaming at them and, and oh my God, losing my shit because I felt like I was getting robbed. And there you go. I don't know if I should if I should cash this. Is it worth cashing this? Is it? Is, I don't know what I should do. Should frame it, stick it on the wall as a reminder of, hey, check it out. You got a dollar eighty-two. That's sort of the that's sort of the weird thing about it. I don't know. We'll pause. We'll be right back. We've got some stuff here to get into. Streaming television. It's next right here from Radioland.
Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-668-0042-800-668-0042-800-668-0042. That's 800-668-0042. So last night, Saturday night, this is, you know, this is a holiday weekend. I'm back at work here shortly. I got to, I got to head down to, uh, uh, Radio Memphis to go do a blue show, but I, I wanted to, I wanted to hip you to something. So, you know, we did the show Wednesday, Wednesday morning. I was done. Uh, in fact, the, my, my give a shit meter was broken early in the day. And by the time we got off the air Wednesday, I was, I was spent. I was done. I knew I because I knew the rest of the week I was going to have off. I needed some time off. You know, it's just kind of the beauty of the of the holidays. It gives it does give me that time off that I so desperately would like to have on the regular. Because usually I'm just off on Saturdays. But anyway, we did the we did the uh, Wednesday night, Thursday, whatever day that was, a holiday of some sort, and then Friday uh, did a thing. Saturday hanging out. We did did a couple of things, and then of course here's today. Now Saturday, uh. The the wife who is a big fan of the sports. She's a sports fan. You see, she likes to watch uh, football. She likes to watch golf, uh, tennis, basketball. Hell, she'll watch two ants fucking if it, if there's a winner at the end of it. That's just what she does. And it turns out now we've cut. I, I'm not going to go into a nauseating detail here, but but we cut the cable a long time ago, so that puts us in the squarely in the in the palm of the hand of the streaming monster. You know what I'm talking about? It's it's the the whole the whole streaming TV thing. It's good or ill, I and mean, it's still cheaper than cable, and it gets the it gets the man kind of off your back, sorta, until it comes to sports and sports viewing. Because if you want to find out the number of people that are actually getting boned by what streaming television has has to offer, then talk to people who are fans of the sports, because they will tell you. That, you know, there's there's just there, and and it's. It's gotten difficult and, and complicated because of broadcast rights and everything else that's involved in all this sort of thing. And ESPN doesn't do what ESPN is supposed to do. It's not always about sports. It's about stuff. So ESPN is owned by ABC, which is owned by Disney. Of course it is. <laughs> so, anyway, there was a particular game on the ESPN app that the wife wanted to catch. Now, keep in mind, now she's a sports fan. Therefore, she she spends a lot of time watching games. But due to her scheduling and her frequency of watching television, she does this at nighttime. Therefore, she records. She's one of those guys. She records. Uh, she records games to watch later. And when ESPN Plus came around, the app it allowed you to go into their on demand to catch a game perhaps you might have missed for whatever reason. She takes full advantage of this. There was a game. Now, okay, let me back up. Now, to have access, for those of you that that don't have this uh, 
or for those of you who do have this, you, you'll get what I'm talking about. If you have the ESPN app, you have to have a cable provider, which is the dumbest shit. First of all, I don't get that. To that, so you pay what seven dollars a month, but you have to have a cable service provider to access the content. Which is what's the point of the app at this point? Uh, as it turns out, there is a streaming service that allows you to double them up as a cable service, and for us, it is Sling TV. Sling. This is not an endorsement. It's just this is just a service that is offered, and and it's for like I don't know. It's like a buck a channel. You pick what you want, and away you go. Even though they still bundle it like the cable thing, and it's still a pain in the tits. But you can add certain packages, and I'll get to that in a minute. Because this one game she wanted to watch was on ESPNU. As it turns out, the ESPN Plus app does not cover ESPN News nor ESPNU. It just covers ESPN, ESPN Two, and ESPN Three. Are you with me? (laughs) I hope so. Because the woman that I spoke to on the phone from God knows where got an earful from me where she's trying to explain to me what the hell is going on. And it's made zero sense. She made zero sense. And I asked part of the conversation. This is this is how disconnected this was. Part of the part of the conversation involved uh, me asking the following question. What is it that I get for my $7 a month? And she says, her answer is this. Well, is there anything else I can help you with? It was a foreign language, of course, but uh, clearly there was, there, was, there was a problem. So that conversation ended badly. Um, I'd, 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 admittedly, I lost my shit with them. There's more of this to come, you see. Because the saga, even though this, this one has a happy ending, this next one does not. But I'll get to that in a moment. So I, I, I we sort it out. We have to go back through Sling. Turns out we don't have ESPNU, which is where this game was supposed to be. So we add that to the package on a per-channel thing. Got a feel. And boom, happy ending. We're there. Uh, and, and everybody's happy. And there's rainbows and puppies and unicorns. And, and there was the goddamn football game that the wife so desperately wanted to watch. When she got two-thirds into it, she said, I've had enough of this, and that was that, and she went off to bed. So there is there is that. But I stayed up and watched. Whatever. Whatever. All right. So there's 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 part of the woe, you see. We all left cable te- television because – cable television – because they were – they were horrible. They were. They were, It's usury. There. These are. This is a company that doesn't give a flying sh- about you. About me. They just want your money, and they don't care about what content is there because that content is not. Um, let's be honest. It's not that great. I mean, it, who gives a shit about watching C-SPAN? I know some of you probably do, but why am I paying two hundred and fifty dollars a month for all of this? Now, in the meantime, as I predicted on this very show. Once enough people said enough of cable television and they started going the whole streaming route with the Netflix, the Hulu, the over the air TV and all this other stuff that they were, they could still come out with about 80% of their programming at about, about a third of what they were spending, even less than what they were spending through their cable provider. Well, there was blood in the water. There was money to be made. And so now everything started to get nickel and dime to death, and that's what's happened now. So you know, wh- wh- where are we? Where you say, "Ooh, there's a show, and it's on this thing, and I'd like to see it." Oh, that's nine dollars a month. Ooh, there's a show over here that I'd like to see. Oh, that one's nine dollars a month. 
All right, next thing you know, I've got all of these subscriptions to all of these things that I just don't use at all. And for what? What is the gain? I just quit watching television as a result of that because I just I just quit giving a shit because most of the most of the content that that we are being fed is garbage. I mean, let's be honest here. Those of you who sat here and go or sit here and go, oh, dear bro, Game of Thrones rocked. Did you watch the last season? I didn't, but I heard enough about it. All right. Um, all all of these shows, what, what 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 every every last one of these things that are the quote unquote phenomena are things that when you finally sit down and watch and you go, what the hell was all the fuss about? This is garbage. Tiger King. Let's be fair. I did watch it. We talk about it on the air over at Radio Memphis. Weekday mornings, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central Time. There's your plug. And now there's Tiger King 2, which, you know, I've watched a little bit of. But, I mean, frankly, the world keeps right on spinning if nobody watched the damn thing. And that's 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 the, that's the sort of the sort of the point, isn't it? So we seem to be told, again, what we are supposed to watch, what we are supposed to do, what we are supposed to listen to. I, there was a, some, some jackass not long ago who was trying to sell me on the point about how great um, uh, Joe Rogan was. You know that he was like this font of knowledge and personality, and and all, and and my thought was, um, no, the guy's a hack. Why are you listening to him? Because other people tell me I should. Aha, aha. Here's where this is where this is where this all comes about. Where we keep doing the things that we're supposed to be doing because somebody else said this is what we're supposed to be doing, instead of. Hey, I happen to have a brain of my own. I'd like to exercise that and say, you know what? I think I can find something else to do with my time or something else to watch that is perhaps a little more socially redeeming to my time or to even my own intellect. Because good God almighty, if you want, if you watch anything in network television uh, or anything that's supposed to be quote unquote popular, then what happens is, at least in my case, I feel like I've been insulted. Is that is that is that too far out of line? I don't think it is. I, I really don't. There's so many other things that I can do with my time, and I do. Now back to the whole sports conversation because this has become this has become a larger problem. It's not just endemic with the issues that 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 my wife and I were having at the moment, and trying to play by the rules that have been laid out by two other companies that have nothing to do with each other. It's just that's just how they operate. And, you know, yes, we went through the process and ultimately what it, what it boiled down to was a credit card number had to get involved. And, and that's, that's part of the problem. It's like, oh, okay, squeeze a little bit more, squeeze a little bit more out of this whole blood, uh, rock. What? But the problem is that sports companies, okay, these are companies, the NFL, the NBA, the, the the NHL, uh, whatever alphabet that, you, that creates a sport out of it, they're all having to fight the same fight. And that is everybody is tired of being nickeled and dimed to death over a goddamn game or an event that you're supposed to watch because you've been told how wonderful it is. And it's garbage. And people are saying, enough. Now they've gone from cutting the cable to going the streaming route, getting boxed in on all of that other stuff, and now they're saying, you know what? Screw you. Give me Netflix. Give me Hulu. Give me a film channel thing. Like give me Amazon Prime or whatever. And and that's it. That that's that's this tit is dry. We ain't paying nothing 
out of anything else. If it ain't on over-the-air television, if I can't stick an antenna up and grab it, then I ain't watching it. So, fuck you. And that's what we're hearing more and more about. And, you know, when we were going through all of this trouble, it occurred to me that I certainly am not the only one who feels this way. Because that certainly is the case. But everything is like, okay, like, say, NCAA football. A prime example, if, you don't, if you're not subscribed to this particular package that carries the ACC, you're not going to get it. Or you got to get the SEC, which is over here, and you got to pay for that too. Or perhaps you got to get this, or you got to get that, and you got to do this and do this. And next thing you know, they wind up in a package, and they create a package for you, and they go, 11 bucks a month, and you get it all. And this is precisely what I was escaping the last time. So I'm now being held hostage yet again, but this time from a different company. That's just all there is to it. It's just that simple. You do it, you move along. Next thing you know, you look at your bottom line and go, fuck, we were spending the same amount this last time. Now, is it really this important? I gave up on it. I, I, I really don't. Unless I can, you know, f- find a different way to enjoy this stuff, then I will. That's the beautiful thing about like what we do. You know, and this is, a, is you want to call us a plug? I don't care. It's not. It, you know, the radio station, Radio Memphis, is different because you can access it through any internet-connected device. All there is to it. It doesn't cost you anything. We don't charge a subscription for it. Subscription models don't work. What happens when you buy a subscription model and they still run commercials on it? It's like, what the fuck? What, why, why is this happening? Do I sound a little angry? That's because I'm more frustrated than that. And, and I know a lot of you feel the same way. Now, the sports thing got solved. That's all well and good. And that was yesterday. And that's fine. Fantastic. But let me tell you about what happened prior to this. You'll dig this. There'll be some people that will really dig. (laughs) Like a lot of Americans, since we don't have cable television, we do have to have an internet service. We have to have, we have to have an internet connection. And where we live here, it's Comcast slash Xfinity. Right. There you go. Yeah, there's others. There's a phone company that has one, and there's a couple, maybe one or two others, and and they're all, you know, it's an ISP. Okay, they they know they're losing their cable uh, content with you, so they're gonna they're gonna bend you over the barrel some way, shape, or fashion. So Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving, I have no internet connection here at the house, and I thought, well, okay, there must be a problem. So I called Comcast, which is who our Xfinity, excuse me, lipstick, pig, same thing. So I call them and, and they tell me that, um, uh, that for me, it's an automated thing, of course, which is one of the single most aggravating things any human has to deal with when it comes to customer service. No two ways around it. And it's telling me, it says, okay, what's your problem? And I, and I said, because you can speak to this thing because it's a robot. And I said, technical, uh, technical problem. I need some technical support here. What's the problem? Can you tell me what's going on in the hood that I need to be aware of? And they said, well, before they can get me any help, they need to run a diagnostic that's automated. And they need to do a refresh on my system, which is automated. And then there's nothing anybody can do until that process is complete. We'll call you back in 10 minutes. So we go through the process. 20 minutes later, they called, wanted to know if the system was still working. And I said, no, it's not. Okay, let's get you to an agent. So finally, I get to an agent. 
Somebody who has no clue as to what they're doing. They're just going by the book. And I'm really trying to bite my lip and just trying to be like, look, I, what's the point of your of, of your of your doing your job if you don't know what it is that's going on? You want to say that to these people. And look, it's not their fault. Well, maybe it is. It kind of is their fault because they, these are just dumbasses that are in it for the for the for the time and the check and maybe the free cable. That's that's really all there is to it. So anyway, long story short, uh, or longer as the case may be, they they run all the, these tests and whatnot, and they tell me, they tell me that there's nothing wrong. When my when clearly I'm not online, and uh, then all of a sudden, I started getting a signal. It was weak, but it was a signal nonetheless. And I thought, okay, great. And I ended this. I just, I couldn't deal anymore. I said, okay, maybe something's up. I get onto the Xfinity outage map and find out, lo and behold, there's outages all around us. So I call them back. This, by this point, this is like the sixth time I have been on the phone with these people. And they tell me that they, the, the automated thing says, we are aware of an outage in your area that's affecting 3,000 customers. And I thought, well, see there, why couldn't you have told me this a long time ago when you kind of knew what was going on? Yeah. So about two hours later, the automated thing calls me back and says, hey, your internet's up and running. And yes, it was. And there it was. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday, today, Sunday morning. Well, I guess technically it was a.m., even though it was close to noon. The internet is out. Again, the frustration. It's mounting. What do you do? What do you do in a situation like this? You get on the phone. You go through that process all over again. Another five calls. Finally talk to a technician. And this time it's this woman who uh, she seemed to understand what was going on. Was trying. To, she was very friendly and was trying to be very helpful and she ran all these diagnostic things on their end. And I could tell that 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 they don't – this was the amusing thing. I unplugged the modem. I physically unplugged the power to that modem. And they said they were running a diagnostic. And, they, and she, she comes back and she goes, well, your, your modem is returning errors. And I said, what errors is it returning? Oh, it's having trouble establishing a DNS connection to the blah, 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 blah. And I said, uh, you know, let me pu- plug the power back in. And she goes, what, your power's not on? I said, that's correct. I was restarting it manually. So I had time to kill. Yeah, I just fucking with them because that's what you got to do. Well, that got their attention because uh, shortly thereafter, as I noticed on their outage map, there was yet another series of outages all around us affecting about 2,500 people. They restarted the whole system. She calls me back, long story short. She calls me back and says, hey, your internet's up and running. Can you verify? And I get online. There it was, clear as a bell, the speed, everything is working. And that's and 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 there, there that was. All right. So I went all the way around this this mountain of a, of, of a, a tale to tell you once again how we are being held hostage at times by the things that we subscribe to it's almost as if we allow these companies and these people to really do what they want with us because we allowed them to do that because well not only that not only a lot of we pay them we pay these subscription fees or whatever fee you buy a product whether it's an airline ticket or a bus ticket or 
a month's worth of Netflix programming or whatever the case is or or internet service and you get you're getting you're getting insulted by this your your senses get assaulted by all of this stuff that you have to go through because you wind up really in a way sort of working for them because you're you're trying to solve these problems instead of hey there's an outage in your area we're hip to it let's get it fixed give us a little bit of time had you done that the first time it would have saved me the six other phone calls i've had to make boy howdy i was sitting here thinking what am i going to write on twitter <laughs> you know what am i what am i going to do it turns out nothing because they kind of got you by the balls and you pay money for this you pay money to be abused by the man and so what happens when when you do that you're at their mercy. You're you're held hostage by them. If you want to say, "Hey, listen, I'm thinking about you know going to your competitor. I'm going to another company." They'll say, oh, "Okay, good luck." Oh, we hate to hear that, but let us know how that works out because they they know that game. They know that too. There's that whole thing about oh, if, you know, if you tell them oh, that you need to speak to somebody in customer retention, they kind of bend over backwards and throw deals at you. No, they don't. You know what they do? They go, "See you around." We know you'll be back. That's just kind of how that works. I have swapped companies in the past and and swapped back again because, you know, because that's what you do. Because one company's going to bone you just as bad as the other company. And that's just, that's just it. It goes all the way back, all the way back to a very simple note that I got in the mail. Remember this? So we started with the program with a check. For $1.82 because a major bank in this company decided to have their way with me, and that was the thanks I get. It's the same thing. That $1.82 ain't going to pay nothing on my cable bill, my my well, my internet bill. My, it's not going to pay nothing. So when you're asking for some type of retribution... That's what you get. $1.82. It's about, I'm thinking, it's about the exact price that this show is worth per episode. Hi, this is Reverend Oma with the Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. We have a huge selection of spiritual supplies and gifts for whatever your path or practice. We stock hundreds of gemstones and specimens and carry a variety of beautifully crafted gemstone jewelry starting at just $10. Our talented staff offer tarot readings, aura and chakra analysis, and sound baths. Book your appointment or shop online at thebroomcloisetmemphis.com or visit our shop in downtown Memphis at 552 South Main. Come to the Broom Closet and let us help you light your path. Know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school can feel like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. FindSomethingNew.org offers resources that help develop new skills. Skills that can position you for careers in today's growing industries, from healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Find your path to a new career at FindSomethingNew.org. A message from the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. Part of the human condition, of course, is being inquisitive. That's what we are, right? That's what we. That's how we. That's how we solve problems. Necessity is the mother of invention, isn't it? You know, we just we've just been dealing with this pandemic, which has now turned into something beyond what I think anybody ever thought would ever happen. But that's what's happened. And as it happens, then you, you have to put your faith in some people that 
that are going to do things to get things right because they're they're like you and I. They don't want to get sick. They don't want it. They want they want solutions to, to problems. And if you really distill the whole thing down, we are really nothing more than a bunch of hairy ape-like creatures that just have a grasp of language and some tools. That's really about all we are. And when this happens, then things really cool things can happen. But at the same time. We're just still a bunch of hairless apes wandering around in the dark. What else are we going to do? For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, pocketcast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. Right, so there you go. You heard what uh, what's coming up next time on the program. Uh, thank you so much for uh, streaming and downloading and tuning in or whatever it is that you're finding us. Uh, we appreciate it. Apparently, now this show is available on Amazon Prime. Uh, well, not pro- well. it's on Amazon. Amazon Music, I think it was. I got the email. I don't know how that happened. But, hey, we're available where you get your shows. So there is that. Uh, many ways to find out where we're doing because people like to just suck up content. That's just kind of how that works. Uh, suck being the operative word. This, this show notwithstanding, of course. <laughs> no, I'm no Joe Rogan. That's for sure. Uh-uh. No, no, I ain't. I, no. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, I would like to think that uh, our listeners here are a little bit more discerning about some of the things that they that they listen to. And look, there's a million things out there. Uh, I talk to people all the time who say they, they listen to either this show or they, they listen to other things that are out there. And there's a ton of good stuff that's out there. So, you know, by all means, you know, turn whatever turns your crank. And, you know, not to harp on the thing we talked about earlier in this program, uh, you have to be discerning, of course, and you don't always get what you pay for. That's uh, that's certainly the case. No, no, not at all. Nay, nay, they say. Uh, we are in the uh, the season of giving, as it is, and I need to sp- spend a couple of minutes and tell you about uh, the Feed the Blues Mid-South campaign, especially for those of you here in the uh, Memphis and Mid-South area. Uh, we have an initiative we've been working on. It'll be a year this Christmas that we've been doing this, and that is providing food for musicians that are starving. Yes, that is that's a thing. Uh, most of the people that we that we take care of, I, not only clients, but you know the people that are on our list that we try and help out, are older musicians. These are people that have been knocking around the business for the better part of forty to fifty years, and they're hurt. They're hurt, they're hurting. They're hungry, and they're freaking out because there's more of this pandemic. That's not, the the Omicron thing. Whoa, great, fabulous. This is not the, quite the way I thought I would learn the Greek alphabet, but this is kind of how that is. Uh, yeah, which by the way, um, the reason why there's not new in you and Z X I, they skipped a couple of letters in the alphabet to get to Omicron because new was too confusing. You know, the, um, the, uh, COVID-19 new variant, which can be any W, which it sort of is, but still it's confusing. And of course, Z X I would create an even more interesting problem because, with all the xenophobia we've been dealing with since 2016, it just it just made sense for the World Health Organization to skip that altogether, and let's just try not to drag the Chinese into this because we're using a Greek alphabet. This is the this is the world we live in. It's silly when you distill it down like that, but that's that's what this is. But the bottom line is here: there's a lot of folks that are hurting, and they're and they're hurting pretty bad. And if uh, if you could help us out, that'd be fantastic. Uh, when you go grocery shopping, uh, set aside some money. And uh, hook up our friends over at the Memphis Blue Society with you know an extra ten bucks or twenty bucks. That'd be big. Uh, you can do that by going to MemphisBlueSociety.com. Look for the Papa Don McMinn Musicians Fund. It's a link on the upper left hand side. It's a PayPal thing. And uh, once you once you once you you know throw a couple of bucks in that, then you're you're off to the races, my friend. 
you, you can help uh, really do some good uh, specifically in our area because that's where all of this money is being spent. It's for here at the home of the blues. It's, you know, the birthplace of rock and roll and the home of the blues. And we take care of our own around here. And if every community uh, around the country or around the world did the, sort of the same thing, we could probably do some really really cool things, all of us together. No one man, no one woman, no one group of people can solve the whole problem. It takes it takes a whole village, as they say, and this is a chance for you to help us out. So go to memphisbluesociety.com, look for the Papa Don McMinn Musicians Fund, throw a couple of bucks on the PayPal thing in there if you would, please. That would be, be mighty helpful. And if you want to learn more about it, if you're still a subscriber to Facebook, head on over to the Facebook page for Feed the Blues Mid-South, and you'll see all the details there. And away, if you're in the Memphis area, where you can drop some stuff off to our studios at 4745 Poplar Avenue. That's in the center of Memphis. There's technically East Memphis, but it's in the center of the city, Poplar and Perkins area. Uh, pop in from 9 a.m. to roughly 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. There's somebody there in the studio that'll be more than happy to uh, wave something at you through the window if you come to drop off some non-perishable food items or essentials. That'd be kind of cool. We've already heard from some people. Uh, some other musicians have stepped in that are doing well. They're a little more fortunate, and they've been very kind, and they dropped off a bunch of bunch of food. Uh, I don't know that I'm at liberty as to say exactly who it is, uh, but I can tell you uh, his name rhymes with Jack Rowell. What a sweetheart of a man. He's a true angel, and uh, he and his wife, Sweetie, uh, great songwriters and musicians, both of them, they uh, they came by the studio last week and dropped off a bunch of stuff, which was which was mighty helpful. Uh, we could certainly use your help, and if there's if if there's something you can find in your heart in the middle of this giving season, this would be a good thing for you to do. And if you don't have the money or the time or or the availability to do some of this stuff, uh, maybe maybe you have a couple of hours uh, once a month to come help us out. And if you'd like to do that, you can reach out to Mark Caldwell. He's a producer of, uh, of, of most of our shows. He's uh, the head producer there at Radio Memphis. And uh, he uh, he's also with the Memphis Blues Society. You can reach out to him uh, through the Memphis Blues Society as well. And uh, you can come be a volunteer for them. And you get to, you get to do some really cool stuff. And it's, uh, it's, it's good. So if you don't have the money but you got a little bit of time, your help would be greatly appreciated. That's enough about that. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that as, as, you know, as a reminder as well that these things are still a thing. So there, I'm out of here. I got to head down to uh, to Radio Memphis. Got a uh, got a blues show tonight with Robert Allen Parker. If you happen to catch this before 8 p.m. Central Time on this Sunday evening, the uh, 28th of November, uh, you'll be able to uh, have some fun with that. There you go. Enjoy the programming. And you know what? It doesn't cost you a goddamn thing. That's the cool thing. We don't charge for that sort of thing. It's free entertainment for you as long as you have an internet connection or a phone that's connected to something that'll get you to the web. Then away you go. Just like that at radio-memphis.com. There you go. You heard what's coming up next time. I'll see you until then. Uh, please, uh, you know, be kind, be sweet, you know, take care of yourselves, take care of one another. And for God's sake, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar, and this has been from Radio Land. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com.